You're listening to episode 30 of Burning Brightly, the emotional work necessary to own a business. This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about emotional work, which I know probably sounds boring and like work, but I promise it can be fun and it can be absolutely revolutionary, which you probably already know if you've been following along for a while. Just to start off, I want to remind everyone what a life coach does. So life coaches help us get the results that we want from life, and we do it through analyzing thoughts analyzing emotions and taking a look at our actions. And by taking a look at those three things, thoughts, emotions, actions, we can change anything. We can change the results that we want, regardless of what area of life it is, what struggle we have, what goals we have. It's amazing. But I want to start off by sharing a little experience I had in a Facebook group. I was reading a post from a business expert. She was asking for advice. She was writing a book asking what people thought was the most crucial factor to success in business. And there were a lot of really great suggestions. But one woman mentioned emotional work, meaning checking your emotions, your thoughts, and making sure that they stay in alignment. And this woman actually didn't really agree. She's like, yeah, I guess that can be beneficial, like in a personal development aspect, but I don't know that it's necessary for business. And I responded very kindly, but I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I strongly disagree with that statement. Being an entrepreneur, like frankly being anything else in this world, a parent or training for a marathon or other physical event or going to college or changing careers or any other difficult journey requires feeling badly. And if we are going to feel badly about something, we better know how to deal with those feelings because otherwise they can quickly overwhelm us and turn us into monsters that just give up on all the things we want to do because we don't like feeling badly and we don't know what to do with those bad feelings. So this is the episode where I tell you about the emotional work that is necessary as a business owner. This is actually the podcast where I tell you that, but this episode in particular, I want to explain how and why working on our emotions and the thoughts that are connected to them makes such a difference as a business owner. Okay, so first let me tell you that Brooke Castillo, so she is the owner of the Life Coach School where I certified, shares experiences about when she was in these high-level masterminds with a lot of other men. They were predominantly male entrepreneurs in these groups that she was in. And she said she would get up and talk about emotions and how important they are. And no one wanted to hear it. They're like, oh, emotions are too, it's a soft science, right? It's too, it's too fluffy. It's not necessary. We want to talk about marketing tactics and sales calls and all these really concrete tactics for building your business until they understand the power of emotions. You guys, emotions drive the world. None of us in the entire world ever have ever done anything that we didn't think would make us feel better. Never. We have never taken an action unless we thought it would get us to a better feeling, even if it meant feeling crappy first. So have you ever chosen not to eat a treat because of a health reason or you want to lose weight or whatever? So you're going through the feeling of denial, denying that urge to eat the cookie because you want to feel better later on about your body. You want to feel better in your health overall. Everything we do is to feel better emotions. So Because of that, it's very important for us to understand that bad emotions are not necessarily 
bad. Does that make sense? Just because we feel an emotion that doesn't feel good doesn't mean that something is going wrong. We are conditioned in this world to think that when we feel badly, something is amiss. We've done something wrong. Something wrong has been done to us. We even like to say things like, well, I was going to do that thing, but it just didn't feel good. Now, often when we're talking like that, we mean our intuition. I'm not here to discount intuition. I feel that like that's very, very important. If my intuition tells me to change course or do things differently, I do so. But your intuition is very different than the negative emotions that come up when you build a business. And we've talked about these multiple times. Fear, frustration, anxiety, stress, embarrassment, fear of success, fear of failure. So many different negative emotions come up when we try to put ourselves out there, especially online where the entire world can see us. So just remember that feeling badly is not always a bad thing. Very often it is the path to your greatest dreams, okay? Now, as any of us who have tried to build a business know, there is a ton of physical and mental work required to build a business. There is education and learning scheduling and marketing and training and sales and how to manage other people and all the technology necessary to get ourselves online. So much work. But I would argue that there is a thousand times more emotional work necessary to become a successful entrepreneur. There is a reason why not everyone who wants to be a business owner becomes a business owner. Because it is freaking hard, especially inside our heads. I think that is where all the hard work happens. And when we put hard work out into the world, people think, oh my gosh, that's amazing that you figured out how to build that website. That's amazing that you made a connection with somebody overseas to manufacture this product. But none of those amazing things happen without amazing work happening in your head first. So let's talk about this emotional work for a minute. I'm going to share a quick little story. I'm not going to get into details. But this last week, I had a one of the phenomenal experiences that comes in life where someone said something unkind about me. It was many unkind things, actually. And I was called a bad mother, and my business was brought up as evidence of that, that I wasn't managing both of those roles very well. So you can imagine what that brought up for me. I'm going to walk you through what happened after this, because I know we're all going to get to a place where people say bad things about us or critical thoughts come up in our own minds about us. I think it's really important that we understand what happens in our bodies and in our minds when the criticism comes, whether it's internal or external, okay? So this is what happened to me first. Very first thing, nervous system activated. So that means fight or flight, okay? So my heart rate immediately skyrocketed. I started sweating profusely. I went into legitimate fight or flight mode. It was someone is attacking me. Like it felt the same in my body as if someone had come at me with a weapon, That's what it felt like in my body. It was fascinating. I can talk about it now. (laughs) It was not so fascinating when it happened. It was terrifying. My brain translated those words as actual physical danger. Isn't that interesting? And so first I had to process that. First I had to get into a place where my brain felt safe. And that took some time. It took several days. You guys, even now talking about it, I feel a little bit of nervous system dysregulation. I feel a little bit of a spike in a heart rate. It's, it's not gone yet. And it might not be for a long, long time. So that's the first thing to notice is very often when criticism comes, we go into attack mode because it's like, wait, what? You know, defense mode, all our hackles are up, scary things, right? And then the thing that I noticed were the emotions that came to me. So the first vulnerable emotions that I wanted to feel were fear and sadness. And that, that was due to another part of the story that I won't share. But 
what I noticed was very quickly, my brain wanted to kick out fear and sadness and replace them with shame and anger. So fear and sadness are primary emotions. They require a lot of vulnerability. They require you to feel some weakness, feel a little bit exposed, right? Shame and anger do not require vulnerability. They are defensive mechanisms. Well, shame does. It does require vulnerability. But isn't that interesting that my brain preferred to feel shame about myself and feel some self-criticism over just feeling sadness? And that anger was there for a long, long time. And because I don't believe that feeling anger all the time is necessarily a good thing, I found myself justifying that anger by fault finding in this person. I was having defensive thoughts like that person doesn't know anything about me and, and throwing up all these shields. And defensive words were coming out of my mouth as I was explaining to friends and trying to find justification from them. So eventually I got to the point where I could calm down my nervous system and just take a look at these emotions that were coming up for me. And I had the opportunity to learn so much about myself, about my thoughts, about my feelings. And that opportunity arrived because I was criticized. Now, am I grateful for that criticism? Not particularly. It still hurts. (laughs) But what a lesson that never would have come likely wouldn't have come without the opportunity to build a business. If we are committed to living a full, amazing, magnificent life, we have to be open for the bad stuff. We have to be open to criticism. We have to be open to embarrassment. We have to be open to failure. And I know none of that sounds fun. But on the flip side, oh, there's so much fun, you guys. It's so much fun to build a business. But there will be a lot of crud to wade through. So what I'm talking about here is really similar to episode 21, where I talked about haters and trolls. So make sure you listen to that one as well. But here are a few questions that I came up with to ask ourselves when we are dealing with either inner or outer criticism. And I promise you will have opportunities to deal with plenty of both. First question, is there truth to it? And when I took a look at my emotions, my nervous system response, and the words that were said to me, I realized that my brain thought there was truth to it. Now, when I sat down and very calmly looked at it, I thought, do I really think I'm a bad mother? No, not at all. Do I really think that my business is making my children suffer in any way? No, not at all. But I do struggle with my own self-criticism of that. Gosh, is, is this the right thing to do? Is this, is this going to make my children feel neglected? Or, you know, is this the right amount of balance, work, family, etc.? And so because there were some concerns in my own mind about that, I'm always worried a little bit about that, those words rang a little bit true to me. And so that was hard to deal with. So is there any truth to it? And if so, acknowledge it. Yeah, there is a little bit. Maybe that person is right. Maybe I do need to take a look at this. Second question, what happens if the person is right or you are right in your self-criticism? Then what? What does that mean? We kind of talked about that, right? Is there truth to it? If so, then what? What does that mean? Third question, what happens if they or we are wrong? What does it mean if the criticism is wrong and there is no truth to it? That's a little bit more peaceful thought, but either one is beneficial to understand whether or not there's truth, whether or not there is not. Fourth question, what are their or our words or thoughts making us face? And for me, I had some tricky emotions to face. Things like why I kept defaulting to anger. Why do I keep going back to anger? Why do I keep going back to shame instead of just feeling sad about the whole thing? Why can't I open up and be a little bit more vulnerable? Learned a lot about that. And then finally, what lessons can we learn from this experience? What are we going to take away from this? I personally am going to learn that it is okay to feel hurt. It is okay to feel angry. It is okay to let someone's words 
affect me because I don't want to be the kind of person that never listens to other people's words. If people have some responses or criticism to me, I want to be able to listen to it and take it, especially as I build a team. I don't want my team to come to me and be like, we don't like how you did this. You did this wrong. Or can we fix this? And me get all offended and never be able to make changes. I don't want to be that kind of a boss. Are there other lessons that you need to be learning or that you want to learn from this experience? And you guys, it may take time, especially if your nervous system gets triggered like that. It's going to take time to calm down and feel rational again and to look at those thoughts. Be gentle with yourself. It is not easy to be told either by yourself or someone else that you're doing something wrong especially if you do feel like there's some truth to it. That is scary and that is hard. So be gentle with yourself, but be open to learning those lessons. Finally, I will say that there is so much strength in vulnerability, you guys. Showing up as ourselves online is often not fun. We know people are going to see our flaws. They're going to see our mistakes. It's scary and it opens us up to criticism, both from our own heads and from other people's. But this is where the strength comes. I now personally know better how to deal with someone who attacks me and my life choices. I do. Will I be 100% better the next time it happens? No, for sure not. But I will learn a little bit more each time. And I know how to deal with myself better now as well whenever I harbor critical thoughts about what I'm going through or what I'm experiencing. So many lessons come to us from building a business. We just have to be open to them. And we need to have a good coach or a set of coaches in our corner to bounce ideas off of and to be vulnerable with so that we can better understand why our thoughts and emotions are going this way and whether or not they are serving us. So I wish you the best of luck in your business building endeavors this week. Friends, get out there, be courageous, be gentle with yourself and enjoy the journey. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.